Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. All right, Cyberpunk, it is Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, and that means it is time for another Cyberpunk Lorecast, and I am your host, Tom or Robots, as usual, and I'm here with my co-host, Captain Logan, fresh off of his pirate ship. What's going on, Captain? How are things? Not much. It's, oh, it's such a good weekend. I'm excited for so many reasons, and I think the show is going to be the first, well, maybe not the first one. The show is definitely the one of the, the things I'm excited, though. Oh, good. That was a, a wonderful, consolidated way of talking, telling us very little about anything at all. Um, <laughs> what else are you, what else are you excited about? What else is going on? Uh, just a lot of stuff in real life. Honestly, I'm excited because uh, next gen consoles are coming out this week and I've got two weeks of vacation that I'm taking off for it. And I just I, I don't know, man, there's a lot going on. Cyberpunk Red's coming out soon. It's like yeah. all kinds of cool stuff. All kinds of cool stuff. Know, how about you? What are you? What are you looking forward to this weekend or are you looking forward to something this weekend or you know, am I just making up weird stuff? No, no, that, I think that's all. That's all good stuff. Uh, for me, the weather is <laughs> let's talk about the weather. There's so many good things to talk about, but the, the weather here in Florida is actually starting to get cooler, especially in the evenings, in the morning and at night and mm. in the morning. So like it's not constantly above 90 degrees, which is awesome. So that's great. Um, and it just makes you feel like you got a little bit more energy, a little more spring in your step when it's like nice, cool weather out kind of go out in the evenings and on a bike ride or something with my family and it's that kind of stuff is great um but yeah i'm i'm also excited about you know all the fun things started to come out this fall all the different games the new consoles there's so much dude i played demon souls back in the day when it first came out i'm so excited to jump back into demon souls and play that mm. did you ever play demon souls or dark souls or any of those Nope. I am Not super thing. bad at those games and <laughs> <laughs> I, I recognize I have Bloodborne on my on my PS4 and I keep looking at it and I'm like, I, I I know everyone loves this game and everyone says it's amazing. I am terrible at games. Oh no. Why would I want to subject myself? <laughs> but Demon Souls looks it looks so good. It, it, of all the, the PS5 stuff coming out, like the, the Demon Souls game, I'm just like, God, it just looks so good. Yeah. I try it. Yeah. I I'm a sucker for those games. I'm a sucker for the for the punishment. Um, and it, fortunately, uh, if I do decide to pick it up, it'll be I'll have enough time to play through maybe the whole thing before Cyberpunk 2077 comes out. So that might be my uh, game. I, there's just so many things to do. There's expansions for all these games. There's all a bunch of content coming out for all sorts of stuff. So I don't know how I'm going to spend my time. Chances are I'll probably just end up doing the same silly stuff that I've been doing. Um, but this week I'm gonna I'm gonna continue the uh, walking on the treadmill thing, which I mentioned last week. And uh, that was going great. I've done Monday, Wednesday, Friday with treadmills. I'm going to try and sneak in some streams on Tuesday and Thursday that are going to be non-treadmill streams during the morning. 
uh, where I'll probably be going back to do my Adventures of Captain Robots or Sir Robots in Fallout or Elder Scrolls. So that could be fun. So if you guys were into any of that stuff, um, might be sneaking that back in as well. But anyway, let's get to let's get to cyber cyberpunk stuff. Uh, we've got some news and lore for you today. Later on in the episode, second half of the episode, we'll be jumping into Biotechnica, which is another one of these corporations. Um, the reason why we're jumping into Biotechnica specifically is because this represents the biomedical side of this dark future. We've spent a lot of time talking about the cyber augments a few episodes ago we talked about all the cyber augments that we know about for 2077 you know replacing your body parts with mechanical limbs and those kinds of things but there's more going on with augmentation than just taking a bunch of metal and sticking it on your body or plugging wires into yourself so there's there's augmentation when it comes to crops and the way you grow things, the way you physically can manipulate the body and cells and all sorts of other areas. And uh, Biotechnica is definitely a company that you'll want to be aware of jumping into 2077. And I'm hoping we're going to see more of that stuff in the game as well. So we'll get to that at the end of the episode. Um, and Logan's going to kind of head that part up this week. This week, although, uh, although I will be <laughs> starting with some new stuff and we have... There's not a ton of news out there. There's some other things that some of these other news and streaming people and words, words are hard. Videos and podcasts have talked about. You've probably already heard about some of this stuff. I want to talk about some of the new items that have been released. And <laughs> Logan's laughing at me. This is the problem with doing a live show is I can't go back and edit that. <laughs> so I just have to roll with it. Um, so here we go. We've got we've got uh, the Viper Mouse. You guys, you guys know about the Viper Mouse that we talked about recently, the Cyberpunk Viper Mouse. That was on a recent episode of the show. We have some new shoes from Adidas. We have a phone, a uh, OnePlus HT cell phone, specifically made with Cyberpunk in mind. It's kind of designed around the aesthetic and the colors. Um, but, but we've got more than just that. And there was an article that came out from PCGamer.com which addressed all of these things along with other make-believe or real items that have been marketed around cyberpunk because it just seems at this point that there's just so much stuff coming out they're just every every company is trying to get put out a cyberpunk something so check this out i'm going to put this up on the uh on the stream here if you're watching live you can see the the web page as i scroll through it if not look up the video on uh robots radio youtube so here are the sneakers we have some new sneakers from adidas i love adidas i wear adidas shoes they are very good quality i've had nothing but pleasing experiences wearing adidas shoes plus i think they look pretty cool what do you think about adidas logan i think they're great uh, and these shoes look awesome i'm just bummed that we're not going to get them i mean, that's that's the main issue is that i really want the uh the black and red cyberpunk ones and i don't know like I, you don't see video game shoes too often unless it's like a specific licensed deal with um like nintendo or sega when it comes to like vans vans does a lot of uh licensed stuff and seeing adidas pick this up is is actually kind of cool because they're they're part of the the companies out there that actually kind of dive into the whole uh shoe market you know i, I have a lot of people at work that that do kind of dive into that and I yeah, no. I, I, yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool to hit them up and be like, "Is there any way you can help me get some of these Adidas?" Because <laughs> these things it would be amazing. Are going to be very difficult. They're they're mostly in Asian markets. It says here in the article, and 
they look like the kinds of shoes that came out in like the late early late eighties, early nineties. These were the kinds. Of, this was the fashion of my middle school years. Let's just say it's that. It, I mean, it's, <laughs> we're talking like gaudy colors, and and a lot of the cyberpunk aesthetic comes from that that era. But I mean, these are not the cool version of like Adidas, where they look nice and sleek, and they've got like the the white and the black, and it's very simple. These are. I'm pulling this up again. Uh, the top left one is like a gray shoe with white stripes and then uh, neon pink and neon blue. I mean, <laughs> with some black on it. And I mean, they, they really, really do look like running shoes. They look like a, almost like like Michael Jordan's or something like that from from the late 80s, early 90s. And then there's some other variations with purples and gold. And then the coolest one is black and red. I think that one's probably the closest I can get away with. But it says like punk mm -hmm. on the side. All of them just say on one side of the shoe say punk. I believe on the other side of the shoe, which I don't have an image of right now, it's a cyber. So if you're only looking at one side of these shoes, all you're reading is a cyber or punk. So nobody's gonna know. Nobody's gonna have any kind of idea that these are cyberpunk shoes. And even if they did, they wouldn't know what cyberpunk is if they're not into the genre or really understand what that word. So anyway, cool stuff. I'm sure getting a hold of these is gonna be a lot of money. There are websites out there that sell shoes from you know rare shoes from other places and that's a huge market with a huge markup so uh, if you want to spend a few hundred bucks or maybe a thousand dollars maybe you can get yourself one of these but who knows maybe you'll be a collector thing be quick about those yeah the, the these these things typically go really quick it's just like trying to pre-order a next-gen console it's it's going to be really hard for people to actually get a hold of these once they go live um so if you are I'd love to see them in action because I, I think they I think they look really cool. It's just I, I was not expecting Cyberpunk to be making shoes with Adidas. Yeah. During this. Yeah. Who knew? Right. And then I also wasn't expecting a phone. So we have a phone here by OnePlus, the OnePlus H8T Cyberpunk edition, which is actually pretty cool. Um, what do you think about this? It's got kind of a, a different texture on the back. It's got the Cyberpunk logo. There's a, some of the, the yellow. Uh, etching around the sides of it, it, it appears. And this is again just yeah. one image. That's the pack when you open it. Yeah, the the OnePlus like OnePlus has been making pretty good phones for for quite a while now. Um, at least probably I would say at least the five, last five years uh, that I, I've seen. And I I just I think it's really cool that they're doing this. Um, not too many people I think in America are really going to jump on this. It's one of those things where uh, OnePlus is a lot more. It's kind of like Huawei. Uh, they're a lot more popular in Asian markets than they are yeah. in America. We tend to to lean more towards the the Samsung phones, but I love it. You know, it's, it's one of those things like this is going to be like when the matrix came out and they had those specific phones that, that had little, little, uh, sliding part, you know, that was something that was really popular, but I, I just, I like that they're leaning into And that's kind of what it is, right? Like the cyberpunk is leaning into whatever tech, uh, thing they can try and find. Well, shoes aside, um, they're looking for the brands out there that are, are high tech, you know, things and, well, and or, or to, high to style. I mean, Adidas is high style, True. right? So that makes, it makes sense. They're, they're reaching out to brands it, that it, make sense. Yeah. That makes a whole lot of sense. Actually. Now that you, that you bring that up, it's, it's whatever is high tech what's high fashion. They're leaning towards it and they're, they're really kind of coming up with some, 
yeah, something that's that's in that flavor of cyberpunk. Um, it may not be the most unique thing if you're into cyberpunk, but for people that haven't really checked out the game, like this is going to stand out, and that's that'll be a you know cool little conversation starter. Yeah, for like, uh, what for kind of phone is that? Yeah, it. totally. Yeah. yeah. So um, um, yeah, so I looked, at, I checked out the specs for this. the The AT is basically comparable to the uh, Samsung equivalent, except for the fact that it doesn't have wireless charging. Pretty much all the other specs are completely in line. The, the resolution, 120 hertz, the chipset that, that runs it, all, all of that stuff. Uh, 5G, all of it. But it doesn't have wireless charging, which is almost a deal breaker for me because I'm so spoiled by being able to take my now almost four-year-old phone and just put it on the little dock and not have to plug it in. So, Yeah, mm. yeah they... They make good phones. Uh, a lot of, and they're usually uh, cheaper than than most of the uh, the major brands. Um, but they're still really good systems. They just they're just not as popular here for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. So the article goes on. Uh, PC gamer uh, throws in a few a few joke items here, like um, the cyber brick, <laughs> <laughs> which is a brick with cyberpunk printed on the side. Of course, that's not actually real, but. Remember Night City Wire just a few weeks ago where we learned about the Porsche 911 that or nine yeah uh, 1977 Porsche 911 Turbo that's what it was uh, that Johnny Silverhands and it's going to be in the game well somebody went and created their own with a real car this is a real 911 designed it has a paint job it is specked out just like the one in the game this thing is incredible how much would you pay for something like this if given that you had the money like and you were just like super cyberpunk fan how much would you spend on something like this i think that's the, i would probably spend somewhere around ninety thousand for something like that it's pretty custom it's pretty awesome Porsche. 1977 so this is a you know 43 year old car 43 yeah 43 year old car uh classic porsche looks just like the one in the game like you drive this thing down the street and this will turn heads so oh, man that's out there cool. that's out there who knows maybe you'll pass it on a driveway on a uh, pass it somewhere <laughs> uh, except that according to the information it is currently on display at the porsche museum in stuttgart germany so um but it may be sold at some point is is what it's saying so keep your eyes open you never know then we have fashion fashion accessories the cyber belt <laughs> which is basically just a fabric belt with a one of those clips that has the samurai logo on it so yeah that's fine uh, it seems like something you pick up at like target for 15 bucks you know like that's cool yeah um of course there's also the cyber chair uh this is the um gaming chair by uh, uh what's the name of the the company that puts this out um oh where is the secret labs that's it secret labs did, did the gaming chair um yellow bright yellow with black looks really cool it has the samurai logo i will be honest this thing was like 400 and something bucks 500 bucks after shipping well, i don't remember the specific amount but i was very very tempted to pick this up uh but you had to get it on pre-order and then it went away and by the time i lost my will to resist it was already sold out and then I didn't get one. That's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I delayed long enough to miss out on it, so I didn't spend the money. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's another 450 bucks I could put towards like a graphics card or something. Um, 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so that's out there. And then, of course, pop figures, right? These little, these little big-headed figurines you can put on your your desk. Which, of course, you and I both have a ton of these. Um, and they look pretty cool. We've got V. We've got Johnny Silverhand, looking pretty cool. Those are always fun, like Christmas presents to give to somebody. Then the uh, Cyber Puzzle. There's there are puzzles coming out, which are images from the marketing of this game, of course. And then get this one. The cyber kettle. <laughs> this is a kettle that you can warm up your tea in with a cyberpunk uh, samurai logo on it. I'm pretty sure this one's a joke. And then uh, the cyber model. These are legit. Um, if you have $300, you can buy things like Trauma Team, uh, actual models, like very detailed figurines that you can put on your desk. So, you know, if the if the $15 uh, pop figure isn't really what you're looking for, you want to spend 300 bucks, you can get one of these. Um, also, on a side note, I heard that uh, McFarlane Toys is going to be making cyberpunk stuff, I believe. I'm just pulling this out of the side of my brain because cool. it just popped in my head. But those are cool because that, I mean, they make really cool looking figures and toys and things. Then we have, of course, Cyber headphones. We've talked about these before. And finally, the cyber egg, which is an egg with the cyberpunk logo on it. And uh, this article is funny because it says, This ain't no ordinary egg. This is Cyberpunk 2077 egg based on one Johnny Silverhand once used to cook an omelet. What the heck? All right. So. <laughs> I appreciate their commitment to the cyber everything. Like it's a cyber egg and cyber coffee and it's cyber, cyber toilet. It's like a cyber toilet. <laughs> Why don't we have a cyber bidet? We need like cyber bidet. Wouldn't that be amazing? It's like, Spaceballs, the, the cereal box, Spaceballs, the, the flamethrower. You know, it's like everything is cyber yeah. in, in their article. I love it. Yeah, yeah, man. Like cyber bidet, but the little nozzle that shoots the water out is like, I don't know. A gun from the game. It's like one of the popular guns. Or you can get real weird with it, and it can be like Johnny Silverhand's face, like shooting the water out, like a like a statue in Rome or something. The the bidet isn't weird enough. You, you make it weird by making. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure Keanu Reeves would be down with that. Anyway, uh, so that's totally. that's our news today about um, all the all the cyber things that are out there. I'm sure there's going to be more. Uh, by the time we get to launch or even after launch um, other news and this is this is actually really really cool so man I love science I love progress my wife uh, works in scientific research this is something that I try to keep up with there's an article on newatlas.com about and I'll just read the title to you brain implant allows mind control of computers in first human trials this is something that we've been getting closer and closer to in our own own timeline and I know that this isn't specific to cyberpunk or the, the cyberpunk games but we know that so much of what the technology is and the medical science and all of those things in and the politics all of that stuff in cyberpunk is based on real-world stuff this is a significant jump we are now able to connect humans in the first human trial they've done this with apes they've done this with other other creatures um, and you can actually do this with like, uh, you know, like hand replacements where like a brain can close a hand, but now they've connected a brain to an actual computer display and people can control the inputs on the computer display using their minds. How phenomenal is that? 
Like this is the level that we need to get to if we're going to have cyber augments. This the way that they have them in 2077. Um, th like imagine if imagine it's more than just comp controlling the information on the screen. What if the information being presented to your brain is a complete simulation of something? All of a sudden we are at net hacking. We we like this could create augmented reality that you don't need glasses for. You just send information into your brain, and all of a sudden you are in a different place because you can just focus on that image in your brain. This, I mean, this is amazing. What if what if you could control your car by just thinking about where you're going? You don't actually have to rely on your arms or your legs to actually use the input. What do you think about this? Lydia? Yeah, I think it's a great step towards like being able to. And, and this is kind of what we talked about. Was it? Um, oh, gosh, I. I'm trying to remember if it was last episode or the episode before where we talked about that gen one or gen zero type augments um, where we, we were trying to facilitate accessibility first in cyberpunk mm -hmm. and then it moved towards like the kitsch kind of kind of stuff. This is really cool. This is the kind of thing that I, I love to see with technology and science moving forward. It's hard to imagine how this feels like when you're actually doing it and, and it always kind of yeah. comes down to the to the discussion every anytime i've ever read articles or watched um uh like ted talks and stuff on this is our brains are so uh amazing in that they can it, they can either be really adaptive in how you how you do stuff or they can be completely erratic and it's it's amazingly difficult to try and control stuff with your mind if you think about it this is why a lot of the the idea about like being able to read people's minds or, or uh, telekinesis would be really dangerous for humans because we're so easily distracted by things and having this system actually work like reading up on the technology that they use to do it the 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 history of them kind of testing it on other things i really can't wait to to see um what this affords people who are uh paraplegic that can't use their limbs yeah um one of the streamers that i watch uh from time to time is named rocky no hands and he was in an accident and he lost functionality of his uh of his you know his spine was damaged he can only move his head and he plays call of duty uh like a pro with his mouth and just a, a very specific setup uh system if he had something like this where he could just use his 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 mind to actually control the the inputs and stuff on a computer i can't imagine how much faster he could actually play uh because everything he does is he does with his his mouth um uh, and and yeah. the, the different things that he has the interesting thing that i want to i want to see how this goes is um I think the next step is building interfaces to make it easier for our minds to um, interpret our thoughts into action and custom UI love to see, basically is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Specifically that like an actual operating system to help out with that. And, and like big Sean in chat mentions um, that I was working towards this is like uh, Jordy LaForge's visors for, for, for um, from Star Trek, like having augmented glasses that have uh, a camera that's small enough to read um, your eyes and your movement and then pair that with the implant in your brain so that uh you can use your eyes as a as a focal point for what you want to focus on so that if your thoughts drift you've got a redundant system in place that kind of keeps focus on what you're looking at so that mm -hmm. if people are looking at something and they think of something else it doesn't completely mess up like what they're trying to do on on a system um yeah that's I, super I'm, I'm complex really but really speak. cool yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be really, this is what I would, uh, you know, the ideas of like jacking into the net and stuff like, yeah, this is how we get there. And I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see how this, how this persists. Right. Right. And hopefully it's used for good. You know, like I could see a lot of nefarious uses of this. Um, let me quote just a small section of the article because this is, this is specifically the part that makes it even more cyberpunk. So it says here instead Stenrod. Uh, st- uh, stent stent rod stent road. I don't know the pronunciation can be implemented through a small keyhole incision in the neck Like jacking into the matrix with the matchstick sized device then guided through a blood vessel by x-ray until it rests Over the motor cortex the part of your brain that hands handles motion the brain region responsible for planning and carrying out voluntary movements here is uh, here it is able to monitor electrical signals coming from the brain and also stimulate brain regions that correspond with particular muscle movements as demonstrated in the preclinical trials on sheep. Stentrode was was implanted into a human patient for the first time in August last year and then into another subject in April of this year. These two Australian, Australian men both suffer from MND with both now using the technology at home as part of their day to day activities. How nuts is that? You just plug yourself in. Um, and of course it has to be done through, you know, surgery and, and a doctor putting it right in their right spot, but how many years until all of a sudden we have, you know, a ripper doc who can just set up the jack and then now you can just have somebody plug you in and all of a sudden you've got access to whatever system you're plugged into. I mean, this is it. One of the interesting things in this article too that you that you talked about that I wanted to to kind of toss out there is like a like you know what are some of the implementations for this outside of just being able to control systems? They talk about being able to monitor signals that that directly reflect to certain parts of muscle systems. If you're paraplegic and you don't have functionality of your your arms, there's a break in your nervous system that tells your brain uh, from your brain to your body that that does that. If you can monitor that type of activity with this implant and you can somehow repair the system your nervous system Mm -hmm. you can then start trying to use technology to regain functionality in your body that has been previously damaged because of the the damaged nerves um from like a spinal cord injury stuff like that way way out there future type stuff like the the ability to do that would be amazing you'd probably have to to combine it with some sort of stem cell research where you would actually have to try and regrow some of that that spinal cord network um Mm -hmm. for it to actually work but the 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 foundations of this are starting to actually creep into reality outside of just science fiction and it's it's so cool to see like yeah. what the possibilities of this could be now that we've actually been kind of working through this right right to, uh, to address some things um uh, uh, nekamata in chat says sounds painful this is, here's the thing though once you have the hole in your you know connecting into your brain your brain doesn't actually have nerves inside your brain that feel anything like pain the nerves inside your brain are all brain matter um so you wouldn't actually feel the connection going in and out if you were to have a connection already built in um, the other thing uh, I wanted to note here is uh, uh, Beelzebub says advancements in modern medicine is scary and exciting at the same time and absolutely uh, yes absolutely hopefully again these things are used for good and not for evil how long until we have super soldiers who can power you know tanks with their brains or planes with their brains to so just plugging into a system and then now 
you know, you basically have drones that have the reaction time of a human being without the human being having to be there uh, and, or even use controls to do that stuff. Um, one of the, the, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, um, go for it. One of the, the first things that, that we could start trying to actually use this for is it's, it's easy enough for us to build things like, um, mechanical armor or, or technology that can receive a wireless signal that then translates into movement through, you know, like if you've ever seen the, uh, oh, I just blanked on the name of the, 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 the research facility that does the dogs, the robot dogs. That, mm-hmm. that yeah. 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 Um, uh, Boston dynamics. Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, apply that to a power armor feature where you can strap someone into a set of uh, mechanical limbs that have certain restrictors on it. So, you know, obviously you can't move beyond a person's like normal range of motion and you have one of these implants that can then wirelessly transmit your thoughts into the armor. Boom. You got mechanical legs. You just have to get strapped into it and you, you give functionality to someone uh, who, who doesn't have that ability anymore, man. Yeah. That's life changing. Imagine not having to live your life in a wheelchair if you didn't if you didn't want to, if it was something that you could actually uh, get get out of that and get some of your, your life right. back or, or the, right. the life that you're used to having if you miss that. And and, uh, and one other thing to wrap this up, because I don't want to take too long on it, but it also says uh, mm, through yeah. this trial, they could type at speeds of 20 characters per minute, which is fairly slow. 20 characters per minute is, you know, like most people top, you know, 60 characters per second or faster, well, not maybe not second, but you can, you know, words per minute, I guess that's what I'm thinking, like 60 words per minute is pretty common. Um, but you increase the speed of this with time, better technology and practice, and then all of a sudden, people who may not have had use of their arms in order to use a keyboard can all of a sudden get a real job again. Because their brains can do the work, they just don't have the ability to interface with the, the item in front of them. So how much of our workforce do you put back into work or veterans people who come back from military service with biological disadvantages because of of things now can go back to work we also have the idea too of uh autism um it's been proven that a lot of people with um with with autism they have perfectly good brain functionality they there's that that neuro disconnect that allows them to be able to communicate the way that we typically do giving them the ability to do that through something like this like chef's kiss that would be that would be amazing give families an opportunity to talk to their to their loved ones it's it's such a cool idea yeah yeah it's really cool stuff um so keep an eye on that i'm sure it's another five or ten years before we see any real significant advantages but or at least uh movement forward this is the first human clinical trials that is a huge step because with science it takes forever to get to human clinical trials you have to prove that something is safe over and over and over and over again with other animals before you get to humans Uh, but the fact that we're now moving into humans means that this is i mean we're we're on the the edge of something that we will see in our lifetimes actually be implemented in the real world much more commonly so very cool stuff all right let's uh this is going to connect through to some of the stuff we're talking about in the lore section but let's go ahead and move into the middle of the show and we can get on with that hey i'm tom and i'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And 
We're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. So this is the middle of the show, and this is the part of the show that I want to say thank you so, so much to all of our patrons and all of our watchers, um, but especially to our patrons for actually supporting us financially in order to put these shows out. That is huge. This is out for free for all of you. You guys can listen to all of these episodes. This is this part of what we do because we enjoy it. But in order to make this work for us, being able to make a little bit of money on the side, is very very helpful and if you check out the patreon patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast you will find that there are all sorts of different tiers uh in fact we've got uh two tiers now um i was thinking about expanding it but we've got two tiers one tier starts at three dollars and the next tier you can actually join us on future episodes of the show so go check that out and i'm going to be expanding what you get at the base level for the patreon so right now you get ad free episodes you get episodes a day early but because we spend uh, a good at least 15 minutes after the end of the show doing office hours talking about answering questions about cyberpunk answering questions about creating podcasts and streaming or whatever chat wants to talk about at the end of the show that's a great opportunity to have some extra content so i've decided you know what we recorded anyway why don't i include it for the patrons so from this episode on any of the post-show conversation that normally doesn't end up on the episode because it gets cut off the end that only our live people in chat ever get to see will be included for patrons. So if that's something that you're interested in being part of and hearing, then absolutely sign up to the, for the Patreon. It starts at $3 and you can get extra content from this point forward without ever having to be on the live show. But we'd love to see you on the live show if you want to do that too. So cool stuff. I hope you guys check that out and see if that appeals to you. And if not, that's totally fine. We're just happy you're listening to the show and please share it with your friends and whoever else. All right, let's move on to the rest of the episode. All right, Logan, here we are. It's time to talk about Biotechnica. So what's the deal with Biotechnica? We, we know about some of these corporations, you know, um, Militech and uh, Era, whatever they are, Arasaka. I was like, words falling out of my brain again. I was like, Aramithius. No, that's the guy that hosts the Written and the Certainty podcast. That's not the word. Arasaka, that's the word. Um, but this is another corporation. What's, what's the deal with Biotechnica? So Biotechnica is um, started as a small corporation based out of Rome, Italy. Uh, however, in 1991, amidst an energy crisis, uh, Biotechnica developed a substitute fossil fuel usage that would end up being called uh, CHOOTU or C-H-O-O-H-2, which are the, the chemical compounds for the, the type of fuel that it is, uh, that actually ended up changing the world forever. And they weren't a big corporation uh, and they weren't able to keep up with the supply and demand. You know, when you create a new fuel, but you're a small startup, you generally need help with production. Uh, so they ended up um, doing distribution to a company called Petrochem who originally was a mining uh, kind of oil uh, derrick fuel company that was um, kind of set up to to kind of help out with uh, 
just normal fuel but as as things were starting to kind of dry up in like 2004 um they really started to have trouble with uh making sure that they could actually you know get enough my or uh, oil to refine to be able to use as fuel um so you know mix that with the the corporate wars that were going the fourth corporate war that was going on and it turned out that Biotechnica was going to end up being the the savior for a lot of uh, the the fuel issues, the the energy issues that were coming as a result of that. So um, together with Petrochem, uh, Chu Tu, uh, in in, in uh, excuse me, inevitably became or in, in oh, inevitably, inevitably became yeah. Words, <laughs> yeah. words guys, words are hard when you podcast. It's, it can be difficult sometimes. Um, I'm like jumping ahead now. I'm like, oh, what, is it? what do I want to say? So I'm skipping over words in my head and then trying to come back to them. Um, it inevitably, inevitably became the standard for fuel around the world. Uh, so the, the board of directors decided to sell to the other 14 manufacturers around the world. Uh, that be that that being said, the the petrochem was still responsible for 60 percent of the world supply with the largest amount of soil to grow the the yeast needed for the production and so if you're not too familiar with um what chutu is chutu is uh the the essential ingredient is a patented high sugar wheat um which i i want to venture to say it's it's tritoc come vulgaris uh mega suavis i think is how you say that probably wrong <laughs> good, um, good enough good enough we're just going to power on through that, yeah, uh, which yeah. can be combined with yeast uh, to produce into an alcohol. So essentially, this type of wheat Sounds delicious. Uh, gets for fermented well that's the fun thing it, it burns cleaner than gasoline and and diesel uh, but the fuel itself is toxic so like any other high concentrated alcohols uh, chew two can actually cause blindness and disorientation at low doses and death at high doses so it's definitely something that you know you think high sugar wheat combined with yeast to make an alcohol yum uh but no no, Ted, this is definitely not the uh, this is definitely not the thing that you want to be, you know, bringing home for for a good good Friday night uh, party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's like the like the meme meth never again. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> biofuel never again. <laughs> so so biotechnica's uh product rose to uh rose their capital by a huge margin and gave them the status of a quote-unquote mega corporation however uh they're still in power this is actually something that they they still kind of like hold the patents on so even you know starting in the in the 1990s um all the way up to current present day they are still the main man or the still the the main um benefits beneficiaries of their their patents uh, and when we're talking this, present so they, day 2077 yes yeah. yeah so they are still in power as of 2077 um biotechnica has started making deals with arasaka and have settled on a mutual agreement now this is back um a little bit in the 1990s they were making deals with arasaka that uh mutually beneficiated uh each one so arasaka would provide um armed troops for biotechnica and uh well that's their trade that's what they that's, do that's what they got man. Yeah. hey yeah. what do you go to arasaka for weapons and people yeah. um and yeah. in, in in exchange uh biotechnica it started to actually give them biological weapons 
uh, which is is kind of an interesting twist. You think, you know, like the fuel that saves the the economy of the world uh, where fossil fuels are drying up, you know, why would they need to worry about bioweapons? Well, that's that's companies for you. Yeah, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> What did you think of of kind of finding out that, you know, in the 1990s in the cyberpunk world, uh, they had actually like developed uh, an alternative to fossil fuel that wasn't electric based? Oh, I think it's cool. I, I think it's uh, I mean, it's very similar to the uh, the corn based fuel concept that, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to go to a gas station and not see, a, you know, 10 percent of fuel was I'm forgetting the word off the top of my head. Um, obviously, this is a little fictitious. I don't know that we it would be this simple to design something that's more efficient than gasoline. Um, mm-hmm. But the concept is there. This isn't something that corporations aren't or, and haven't been trying to figure out because if somebody were to crack this, you're right. They would be absolutely wealthy with money from people trying to, you know, spend money on a new power source. You know, anybody who cracks a new power source, all of a sudden that becomes gigantic yeah and and the interesting thing i think here is that there there have been breakthroughs in technology in in our world uh using you know water as a fuel um as well as electricity and how it's it's interesting how a lot of the the powers in the world if you if you want to like start getting into conspiracy theory uh areas like they've kind of stamped down some of that technology to maintain the the iron clutch hold of of uh oil and, and how fossil fuels dominate so much of our life and electric right now is the thing that's really pushing us beyond that because yeah. i saw a solar i saw a uh, article about solar power solar power recently um the newest mm. solar panels are now more efficient and cost less than uh gas power the natural gas wow which is that's crazy like when when surprising. built when built built on in mass so like if you were yeah. to build like a solar panel farm it would cost less money and produce more power than a natural gas uh, facility. It still boggles my mind too, that we really haven't even harnessed like the true capacity of solar panel, like solar panels in general operate roughly at about 11% of what the actual Mm -hmm. like feasible math could give you. Like if we could actually develop solar cells that, that captured a hundred percent of the solar power that they can can capture even 50%. Yeah. That would be amazing. We're, We're at like, 11% 11% of what we could possibly actually capture from the sun to be able to generate energy. It's insane just how much power comes yes. and gets lost through through sunlight. Um, anyway, so let's let's jump into the 2000s, which is for us the history, the past. We've sure. been there. We've done that. We've seen it. So their second discovery, which referring back to the biological weapons that they started trading with uh, with Arasaka, uh, was kept secret due to it being, quote unquote, illegal in a majority of countries. And in 2004, Francis Young was successful in human cloning experiments. I'm just going to let just that pause there. in. So by 2004, human in this world, cloning, human cloning is a thing. 2004, that is... 73 years before 27 or before 2077 so yeah so now again it goes back to the concept here that i that I, I laid out at the beginning this isn't just about connecting robotic parts to people this is about actual medical science and the future of both of those things that is cyberpunk yeah so but 
However, even in 2004, it wasn't until 16 years later in 2020, our current day, that he successfully uh, he succeeded in producing the first self-aware, fully functional human clone by implanting imploding. a construct, <laughs> imploding, by imploding a human <laughs> words. Um, yeah. Uh, so they, they it wasn't until 2020 that they actually made their first self-aware which is the the turing test of being able to del- tell the difference between ai and and uh and, and actual like what's real human is is self-awareness um being able to recognize yourself essentially um for fact, AI, i think the old right. yeah for ai is, is being able to, to aware that and uh they they managed that by implanting a construct personality now when they say construct i'm i'm curious to to ask you tom if, if you think this is um just a phrase that they're using or did they actually like is it someone's personality or was it someone's constructed personality because um, there's always been these ideas and i know we're going to dive a little bit into it but yeah no i i when i when i read this and, and especially when you read it then so let's move on to the next sentence because i think it'll help clarify a little bit um mm, it says yeah. it says initially this development was artificial but soon enough they began experimenting to insert natural digitized personalities and clones using something similar in tech to the soul killer so initially what i'm what i'm taking from this is that these personalities were either ai designed or driven or were just constructs they were they were software and code plugged into somebody's you know genetically created and cloned brain and they were taking you know, synthetic personalities and plugging it into a cloned body. Um, eventually, they were able to pull personalities out of other humans and implant them in other human clones. That's where it's going. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting stuff. Like the idea that that they could, that for one, that they're able to to create an AI construct. Uh, in the first place, like that is just kind of glazed over that ability. Like, Hey, by the way, we can make AI and or at least a personality. AI. It may not be self-aware at that point, but at least it's a personality that acts and moves around and can manage a body, right? It's a mm. sophisticated enough program that you could stick it in a brain and it can move a person around and act like a person, whether it's self-aware. Yeah. I don't, I don't know officially if that's a thing or not. True, true. We, we may find out later on because it says here that the main R&D cloning facility of Biotechnica is actually located in Night City and has a staff about 200 people in 2000. So this is in the 2000s, um, definitely well before the, the actual nuclear uh, bomb that, that took out the Arasaka Tower. So mm-hmm. we're not quite sure if this is still the case, uh, but I'm sure we'll probably find out pretty quickly uh, as we kind of move on. So kind of cool that we'll be able to find this um the biggest goal of biotechnica was to bring back the flora and fauna that changed significantly in the 1990s due to climate change uh their their hold facilities worldwide specializing in this field are slowly trying to rebuild the environment um in fact one of the things that we'll dive into in a little bit later is actually some of the products that they developed uh to help counteract some of the issues that we're seeing because of the climate change and these are real fun Um, so so stay tuned for these because we'll we'll hit these at the end of the episode 
And uh, so the, in the in the 2020s, they created a natural park uh, in, in Night City known as Lake Park. And they also cloned animals in an attempt to preserve them and sell them to people for a high profit margin. Um, something that I know we've talked about and actually seen evidence of in 2077, which, mm-hmm. uh, well, I don't know if it was technically evidence. Do we know if that iguana was fake or real? We don't know yet, um, but mm. but this seems connected this idea that animals are rare whether that was a real or cloned iguana either way it may be valuable it may be something having to do with biotechnica um again that's that's another kind of fun reason why we're we're digging into this on this episode yeah especially as as we kind of move through time we'll 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 kind of touch back on that so in in 2022 uh, the fourth corporate war saw biotechnica remain as neutral as it possibly could uh, allowing them to get through the war without many problems Uh, they supplied militech and arasaka with weapons and other biological equipment however Due to the previous deals with Arasaka, uh, they continued uh, their their continued protection support from the company. Arasaka got many of the exclusive devices behind the scenes, and this is where you kind of have to recognize like they're doing some really cool stuff for for you know the world in general. But they are still a corporate company. They still mm-hmm. have profit margins. They still have deals behind the scenes. So sure, they look great on the outside. You know, they're trying to trying to rebuild some of the flora and fauna they're cloning animals to preserve them they have a really nice clean energy fuel that they're supplying to to facilitators to be able to have our world be a little bit safer from climate change if it hasn't been too destroyed but they're also dealing with weapons and protection from companies that build weapons and they are wheeling and dealing during a fourth corporate war they're only ever as moral as their leadership exactly well said that's it so and if the leadership changes then the morality of the company changes that's that's the nature of it you know in fact you know uh countries are only as moral as their leadership it's and that's how it goes yes Uh, you know i mean that's just that's just the nature of it um and and they set the pace and they set the goals but you could have a, a company that has the best and this happens all the time in in our world you have a startup that says mm-hmm. we are not going to treat our customers terribly we're going to be pro-consumer we're going to do this we're going to do that we're going to do this we're going to do that and they build up a name for themselves being pro-consumer being very pro-environment pro uh working class whatever and then they sell out to some other organization and the thing that they were branded facebook. on yeah facebook or whoever and the thing they were branded as is no longer true because they're actually owned by somebody else who's now calling the shots who doesn't actually have that same moral obligation but because they were branded around that thing people still think that that's true and it gives the larger corporation the ability to manipulate people's expectations because that's valuable to them so four companies just popped in my head <laughs> yeah it happens it happens today all the time so and, and it doesn't even have to be an acquisition it could be a change in leadership it could be, you know, yep. the, the initial person who created and ran the business is now no longer doing it and it gets passed on to somebody else. And that person just doesn't have the same goals or moral, you know, requirements. And all of a sudden the business yep. changes, you know, businesses so, are not people, people are people. And that's, that's something we just need to figure out <laughs> as strange <laughs> as that sounds. It's just like we treat businesses like they're people, but they're not. Businesses it's true. change. The, the the guard changes. People change. Like, yeah. Anyway, you guys get the point. A lot of 
<laughs> a lot of commentary that could be made on that. There's a whole there's sure. a whole podcast episode you could you, if yeah. you wanted to dive into that. Yeah. I mean, even um, even just so, talking video game companies, we could we could dig into that for sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. We there's a lot of there's a lot of meat on that bone. Um, but sticking with the time frame, so uh, in 2077, and now bear in mind, there's a big gap. There's a 55 year gap between 2022, right. where I where we left off, and 2077. A lot of that, I think, is going to be something that, if you guys remember, we talked about Cyberpunk Red coming on November mm-hmm. 19th. Um, that is still slated to drop. So that 500 page book is still due to come out <laughs> in a week and, and, and a half. Place. Yeah. Oh man. So there, there's going to be a lot of information that gets pulled out and posted about that as far as like what happens uh, during the time between Cyberpunk 2022 and Cyberpunk 2077. So while we may not be covering it specifically on this episode, um, a lot of that is just due to when the, the information is made available to us. But this was an interesting one that that um, Tom wanted to, to make sure that we we kind of touch on. So diving into it in 2077 in Cyberpunk 2077 on the south side of the Badlands in Night City, Biotechnica had has major protein farms uh, that has been made uh, the landscape much more livable than the rest of the Badlands. Um, these immense tent-like structures of the outskirts are but a few of the many farms that Biotechnica manages worldwide, producing synthetic protein derivatives on a massive scale. Yeah, so so keep your eyes open when you're in the game. If you see tents out in the Badlands, protein farms. This is Biotechnica. This is what we're talking about. And who knows? Maybe there'll be quest lines that send you out there. Maybe you'll meet people out there working for the corporation. You know, there may be even things that you pick up that are items or weapons. Maybe there's bio weapons in the game. We don't know yet, but this could very well be a thing. Yep. I'm, I'm really looking forward to checking those out now that now that we know that they're going to be out there, it's going to be kind of cool to take a, a you know, a buggy or something out there and, and just kind of check and see this kind of oasis, essentially, and um, really kind of ties into the idea going back to what we were talking about with uh, the iguana quest line for the, the nomads and finding out now that we know that there are, um, you know, biotechnica farms out in there, you know, getting protein, like, is this a, a personal pet? of someone that that got lost or you know is this you know are they cloning animals out there and they're using them as import into nights like we just don't know at this point but you know keep an eye out for that because you never know yeah it may have some connection so um to kind of wrap this up i want to real quick get through some of the products that they've put into the world that we know about from cyberpunk 2020 and and maybe some of these things will show up in 2077 so uh, first off, we have the Biotechnica Neo Appendix. Yes, you heard that right. Neo Appendix. This is the organ that is replaced that now allows you to better survive in the wilderness by digesting cellulose. So uh, <laughs> it says here, you can live off tree bark and grass trimmings if necessary. So this allows you, you get lost in the wilderness, you got one of these, you can just eat a tree. Easy peasy. You'll survive. It probably doesn't taste very good. It's probably really hard to chew, but you'll survive. Yeah. Uh, next up is the Biotechnica Sunblocker Sunscreen. This prevents any kind of sunburn and reduces the risk of skin cancer induced by UV radiation to a significant level, uh, to an insignificant level. Uh, I was going to say by, an ins- by a significant level to an ins- insignificant level. Words again, hard. So, yeah, sunblocker reduces UV radiation. So if you have a, you know, 
uh, global warming and a reduction of the uh, what's that thing that keeps the UV rays out of our atmosphere? The um, ozone. Ozone. Yeah, reduction in ozone. Then you just you know replace your your skin, sunblock or sunscreen, or just put it on your skin. That'll work too. Then we have neo lungs. <laughs> so, according to the game notes, the user becomes able to hold his breath twice as long as normal, 10 to 25 minutes, or he can breathe at half his normal rate without difficulty. So this makes your uh, breathing much more efficient because our naturally evolved lungs only utilize about 17% of the oxygen we breathe in. That's why, well, think about it, uh, the small percentage of the oxygen in of, of the actual air makeup is oxygen. It's, what, it's like 10, 12% of actual air is oxygen and of that 10 or 12 percent we only use like 17 percent that's why when you suck air in and blow air out it's almost the same amount of air so imagine yep. if you actually used a higher percentage of that oxygen you breathe in all of a sudden lungs work better um this one's real interesting and this podcast by no means endorses the smoking of cigarettes cigarettes are disgusting they're terrible for you don't do it but biotechnica has created flavored cigarettes um <laughs> <laughs> the real genetically engineered tobacco <laughs> creates a spe special line of flavored cigarettes <laughs> for uh, en <laughs> enduring smoking pleasures, what the text says here. So there are a few different flavors. The Real Man, which is jalapeno. Swiss Alps, which is chocolate. Italiano, which is pizza flavored. Pizza's flavored cigarettes. Trailmaster, smoked beef. <laughs> Fields of green, strawberries. And <laughs> Hot Street, which is hashish. Man, what? This, just this smoke is hashish, vaping, right? Yeah, just, just yeah. This like, is vaping, but with actual cigarettes. Oh, what the man. heck? Yeah. Um, then I gave up uh, smoking cigarettes a long time ago, and and everyone should if they can. This is yes, please it's, do. It's very noir in this world to to think of like cigarettes as the cool thing to do. Um, I imagine you know, given the the knowledge that we have now, we probably wouldn't wouldn't be doing this uh for 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 kind of flavor things but if there's a market companies are going to develop towards it but i can't i can't imagine what a pizza flavored cigarette would take oh like remembering what cigarettes tasted uh -huh. like and then thinking like would that be mixed with pizza just sounds disgusting i'm to guessing me, but. i'm guessing they remove a lot of the natural flavor and replace it with pizza so that basically you have That's smoke and pizza flavor so imagine like Back when people could smoke in restaurants, like the smokiest pizza joint you've ever been in. That's what it, that's what it tastes like. Oh, man. All right. So <laughs> let's get through the rest of these. <laughs> then there's the uh, Biotechnica Nutra Supplement. I wish I had this. This is what I want. Uh, the nutrient-rich drink provides alternative sustenance for those who don't have time to bother with food. The Nutra Supplement uh, will not only provide all essential vitamins, it will also negate hunger. Just just drink one bottle of Nutra supplement a day and you won't need any other sustenance comes in a variety of flavors um, This would be amazing because sometimes I'm just hungry and I don't want to deal with picking a food or eating I just wish I wasn't hungry. This is this is what yeah. I want um, All right next is uh, nymph perfume finally a perfume that goes beyond the aesthetic our new nymph perfume contains special pheromones that will stimulate the sexual centers of the brain. Any member of the opposite sex that inhales your scents will instantly become attracted to you. Available in fragrances for men and women, nymph perfume is the closest that Biotechnica has come to a love potion. So there you that go. Scary. Yeah, from a gameplay that standpoint, it increases your persuasion and se seduction skill by plus two. 
So <laughs> there's that. Yeah, I don't want to think about who's using that. Yeah, like what if you realize, what if you wake up uh, after a crazy night in Vegas and you're married and you're like, oh no. No yeah. perfume. You see it like on the desk and you look over at the girl next to you and you're like, oh crap. <laughs> One one key thing that I noticed about this, it is it is very very clear that it is um, uh, uh, heterocentric. Like oh, yeah. any member of the opposite sex, it is yeah. definitely written during a time that it was not very accepted to right. uh, to homosexuality. Like it's it's clear that you know it's not it's the opposite sex, whereas that is just not the case nowadays. So yeah, it comes from it was published in the 1990s. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's the majority uh, still obviously heterosexual, but uh, it, people tend to be a little bit more aware and they'll just say of somebody else, you know, someone you're attracted to or something like that. Yeah, for especially sure. in 2077. I think that that we'll see a lot yes. more of a, a progressive mindset when that when 2077 comes out, which is cool. It's nice to see that they're adapting to how society has changed and accepting that mm-hmm. not there's not just one answer to any question. So kind yeah, of like that. Absolutely. I think we'll, yeah, I think we'll actually see it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see advertisements for some of these things in and around the city or oh, on, on TVs, things like that. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see, like, has it been updated for a different mindset? Um, I think mm-hmm. you've got a really cool point there. Uh, this next one says uh, the Biotechnica smart gas mask. Most <laughs> gas masks are stuffy, hot and hard to see out of. Biotechnica smart mask is none of these. <laughs> Fours. A lightweight, it's IV, IVs or four, I, I guess is the Roman numeral, uh, a, a lightweight, transparent, form-fitting mask that allows the wearer to breathe and perspire normally while protecting him from deadly gas. The mask resembles a clear stocking mask put on over the head. Its secret is that it's in its materials. The substance of the mask is a reactive bioplastic that allows gases in and out whenever harmful gases are going to be drawn in the inner molecular makeup of the mask prevents the gas particles from going through trapping them in a protective outer membrane uh it goes on a little bit but how how crazy is that i wonder if we're going to see people wearing stockings on their faces in order to as (laughs) gas masks i mean think about it you could just you could it may just look like a, a material mask that covers your mouth and your face but it actually filters out air yeah It'd be really interesting to see just how that's simple. And I can imagine like companies actually making it aesthetically cool looking like just, you know, really kind of ramping up, you know, yeah. we saw some of the, um, some of the, the different artwork for, for cyberpunk, you know, I could, I could totally see like some of the really cool, uh, like, like, uh, samurai masks that are also smart gas masks as well too. It'd be some real cool stuff that they could do with that. Yeah, totally. All right, second to last one, the Biotechnica Toxi Stoppers. <laughs> That's a good name for this. Toxi Stoppers yeah. are an anti-drug injection. They're actually a heavy hit of anti-chemical nanites. These little silicon bugs are programmed to dismantle any artificial chemical compounds found in the subject's bloodstream. They're very efficient, giving the subject a plus four to body type, saves versus drugs and gases and uh, giving a 40% chance of avoiding nerve toxin damage altogether. Their drawbacks include limited lifespan, about five minutes, and the fact that they're too efficient. They'll clean the subject of all internal foreign chemicals, including antibiotics, other chemical antitoxins, prescription medications, etc. 
Toxi stoppers don't care whether the unnatural chemical is beneficial or not. If it's not in their database of natural chemicals, out it goes. Furthermore, they won't bother biological entities in the bloodstream. Viruses, cancers, and so on are bypassed. So this is almost like um, taking antibiotics in that the antibiotics don't care if it's good or bad. It just, it, it just kills it. Um, the the interesting thing that I, I, I was thinking about um, with this too is, is can you imagine this being flipped into an actual uh, like biological weapon? You know, if, if you can program the nanites to, to go after, you know, the, the, the toxic stuff in your body, you could actually flip it and actually have it break down the, the positive things that your body needs yeah. very easily. Totally. And totally. it could be a chemical weapon extremely easy did you see the bit about um the the uh toxin binders though in in the description later on uh it's a bit about the soldiers i thought was kind of interesting too um to most soldiers this part yeah to most soldiers toxic stoppers are a case of foolish management spending why spend uh 2000 eb on a throwaway shot of nanites when the full treatment of toxic binders from which toxic stoppers are derived works as well only has to be administered once and only costs 50 percent more still it can't be denied that if you're not swimming with toxin binders and you suck some bad chemicals toxic stoppers are better than nothing so i thought that was kind of interesting because it's it's clear that they that this is kind of uh something that you need once in a while that is kind of like an emergency like an EpiPen kind of thing mm -hmm. uh but they actually have the technology for the toxin binders that you can get, you know, have it administered once. And you've got these, these, uh, little, little anti-chemical nanites in your body. It's like you could walk through fallout and deal with the, the radiation from that, but maybe these could actually help out with that. You could actually go through certain areas that have been, you know, ravaged through war uh or, or breathing in chemical weapons you know it's, it's interesting that soldiers think of this as kind of like a, a a really bad mismanagement of money money because they're in it for the long haul yeah um yeah. but just such a such a cool concept man like how do you right. come up with that yeah i wouldn't be again i wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't show up in a quest line somewhere where somebody gets like injected with drugs and then you need to go find a, a toxic stopper get a hold of one and then save their life by injecting them with it um, and then, you know, if I was writing a quest line, all of a sudden it's like, crap, that just neutralized their whatever meds they were on. Now we got to get going, get, go fix that part of it. How do we deal with that? Right. Um, because, <laughs> you know, like it's it's a double edged sword. Uh, all right. Let's get to the last one here. We have the Biotechnica Enduro drink, a blast of endurance in every bag. <laughs> I love the, the flavor text on some of these. Yeah. A non addictive and effective energy drink manufactured by biotechnica the drink contains a blend of fats carbohydrates and electro electrolytes now according to the game notes drinking a can will allow for a plus one endurance skill bonus for two hours after consumption effects are not cumulative either in terms of bonus or time however so this is basically an energy drink what's funny about this is that this was written i believe in 1996 so energy drinks weren't really a thing then Mm -mm. Like Red Bull yeah. didn't give you wings kind of until crazy. the 2000s, pretty sure. Yeah. So kind of forward looking, but again, how much of cyberpunk isn't because most of it is. So that's uh, that's our list of stuff that we're aware of right now. I wouldn't be surprised if we get more in the game, if there's some other really cool, I don't know, 
things that we learn about Biotechnica in the future. So uh, stay, be aware of that. Uh, that's part of the fun of doing the show is that like these are all things that once you actually jump into 2077, you're going to see this stuff around and you're going to be like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Oh, that's a future version of this thing I heard about. Oh, they make that now too. That's really cool. So lots of cool stuff. So, all yeah. right, everybody, thank you for joining us. This is the end of the show. It's time to move on. We're going to we're gonna close this up, and do remember, if you want to tune in, so, for, first of all, if you're in chat and you guys have any questions at all about cyberpunk or creating content, then please hang out, ask us some questions in, during the office hours after this, and if, uh, if you're not and you want to hear the conversation, then, of course, you can sign up on patreon.com slash cyberpunklorecast. Logan, what do you have going on before we close up the show? Anything cool to talk about? Um, in Sea of Thieves, it's still spooky season, so I just had a really good chat with uh, some folks from the community to dive into that. And uh, next episode, next week, we'll probably focus on my impressions on playing Sea of Thieves on the Xbox Series X. So if you're interested nice. in next gen, uh, I'm going to be diving into that and seeing if I can come out with, because uh, again, I'm going to have two weeks off, so I'm super excited. I'm going to be trying to produce a lot of content uh, during that time. So if you're interested in next gen consoles for Xbox um, and you want to have any questions that haven't already been answered by the uh, plethora of YouTube videos out there, um, feel free to check out my stream uh, over at twitch.tv forward slash C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N and uh, say hi, come, come see how things are going going with uh with that uh otherwise definitely come say hi in the discord server it was a really good conversation we had recently uh, about pre-orders and what people want to play on things like that so uh love to see that still it's great yeah yeah thank you for being part of our community uh whether you're just listening or you're jumping in and chatting with us uh we love having you guys here um also logan's gonna be sailing all of the seas so enjoy it all enjoy of them. it <laughs> all of them. He's gonna sell all the C's. Every single one. Every single one. Um, let's see what I have going on. I'm still doing my walking thing in the mornings on the treadmill. So come hang out with me. I'm, I'm trying to do the well, actual walking stuff. I think at this point, because my legs get worn out, I'll do like every other day in order to give me a kind of a break day from walking. So Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays on twitch.tv slash robots radio, the same place that we stream the show. Uh, come hang out with me in the mornings whenever I'm up and able to do stuff because I'm finished you know, working on some other things. I'll be streaming at least a good two hours, walking, talking, playing some games. So come hang out. I, I love the company and any anybody just coming by to chat and watch me stream while I walk is incentive to keep doing so. There are some stream loots cards that you can get from the points on the stream or you can buy them that do things like maybe do push-ups. So I'm going to add some for pull-ups. I'm going to uh, squats, maybe speeding up the treadmill. So there's all sorts of fun stuff you can do <laughs> to, to make me do more work. So please come by and do that. As terrible as that sounds, please come by and do that. Um, otherwise, uh, the in-between days, I'm going to try and stream as well when possible and do some other games on those days. So, you know, once Cyberpunk 2077 comes out, this will be a lot easier to promote because I'll be able to be like, I'm going to be playing some Cyberpunk while I walk on my treadmill. But we still got a few weeks before that happens. All right. And that's what I got going on. If you're interested in any of the other shows on the Robots Radio Network, robotsradio.net is the place to go check that out or just go look on the Discord. There's a whole list of all the shows on there as well. Um, lots of awesome shows. Lots of great hosts. All right, guys. Stay tuned for our after show stuff. And until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll see you next week. Talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in. 
to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. Hey, Hi. do you enjoy being optimistic about bad movies? Or do you enjoy at least trying to figure out where someone worked really hard on a bad movie? Well, we've got the podcast for you. New to Robots Radio, we represent Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Each week, we look at two movies that did really badly critically, but we try to find the good in them. And we have segments such as What Could Have Saved It? and Would You Watch It Again? If you're there on a Saturday night, you want to watch a bad movie, but you're not sure if it's like good bad or bad bad, or if you should even bother, give us a listen. You can find us on Robots Robots Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please come and say hi. We love you already. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Hello, Vault Dwellers. Join me, Jax's sassy lady Romer, Eric, and the creator, Maverick, as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter, or X, or whatever you want to call it, using at FalloutRTV. You can send us an email using FalloutRTV at gmail.com. Join us. The conversation has already started.